Dubert. Yeah, you heard that right, viewfinders. Today we're going to talk about an animal rescue program that will help get pets to where they need to be. It's a super transport service called Dubert, and I can't wait to introduce you to this amazing individual this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And Becky, a tough topic for animal rescue organizations around the country is how do we get pets to where they need to be, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, an important topic in terms of making sure that shelters that empty out the fastest get full and empty again, and the shelters that are moving a little slower get to make sure they have time for the pets that are there. But before we get into all of that, I am one of your co-hosts, <laughs> registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And I am Dr. Ernie Ward, and it's flip-flop day today, and today we're talking about, I gotta say it again, do. And we're going to learn all about the origin of that name because it's quite a story in and of itself. But Becky, we've got a really interesting guest today. Yeah, um, it, I, again, I can't wait to hear the background and to share the background as well. But we're introducing you to the designer, founder, uh, brains behind Dubert.com, which is basically self-described by Chris Roy as a Match.com meets Uber type platform. Mm. And this is all to make sure that pets get an opportunity to be fostered and adopted. So there's no one more in the world that I want to talk to you right now than Chris Roy. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here today. Hey, I'm really excited. I'm going to have you guys do all my promos. You guys are uh, great. So, Chris, at the very start of the show, explain that name. I mean, I just have to say yeah. it again. Dubert. <laughs> I know. It's it's easy to say. It's easy to remember and hard to forget. So, uh, Dubert actually was the name of a cat. He was, um, oh. we love to call him an old soul. And um, when, you know, we had to part ways with him after a very long life, then what better name to use on the rescue website than Dubert? Um, so it, it's just, that's really where it started, was an inspiration from Dubert the Cat, as I tell people. I mean, you can see more about Dubert if you just go to the, you know, Dubert.com, the about, you'll see his picture. And um, he was with us 17 years, so not too bad for a cat. And um, mm. as I like to say, he wasn't the smartest cat, right? He was just kind of one of those dopey cats who's like, hey, how's it going, you know? But Dubert was a, he was an old soul and um, he's, I'm really excited to be able to honor his memory with, you know, the software that helps, helps people to help animals. Yeah. And that's what I want to get into right now. So Chris, explain to the Viewfinder family, what is Dubert now? Dubert.com, yeah. not Dubert the cat, who is a lovely yeah, cat. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So the best way to describe Dubert is, is, you know, kind of with analogies, right? So Dubert is kind of like a volunteer based Uber for rescue animals, right? So transport is one of the biggest things we do, whether they're, you know, local rides or, or longer distance um, rides from one volunteer to the next. So it's software that helps rescues and shelters to plan these rides and automatically notify, we've got now over 33,000 Dubertiers. So those are 33,000 volunteers across the country. And so the software does all, all the work, right? The rescues and shelters just indicate where the animal's trying to go from and to. And the software plots it on Google Maps and automatically notifies the volunteers and um, manages the sign-up of the volunteers for the various portions of the transport. So it really is like a volunteer-based Uber for rescue animals. 
I mean, I'm I'm virtually speechless just thinking about like like yeah. where has this been forever, right? Like, um, first thing I want to know is just like how many animals are you guys transporting, and by transporting I mean saving annually now. Yeah, so it's it's been down a little bit, obviously due to things that have been going on with the pandemic and stuff. But we've now done more than fifteen thousand animals, um, wow. which is just is awesome. And as I like to say, I mean, I'm I'm I get the easy job, right? I'm I'm providing the software. It's the amazing Dubertiers that are the ones that are doing the volunteer transport and, and getting these animals moved safely. And there's transports that happen every week. They go north, south, east, and west. Some are more local. And others are longer distance. People are often surprised when I say we've got volunteers that in a chain of up to 30 plus volunteers. Wow. And they'll move animals, you know, 2,000 miles. And it's just, it's amazing. And these people are volunteering their time and their vehicles. And, you know, what they get out of it is they get the satisfaction of knowing that they're part of that animal's journey to where they're going, to where their forever home is. And, you know, it's just that satisfaction that they get. So we get, they love to share lots of pictures and stories and, and really just they're proud of the work that they're doing. And we're proud to be able to support them. I mean, that's the way that I view this is, you know, I want to bring technology to help people help animals. And I, I, I want to make sure we say too, this isn't even just um, on four wheels. You have volunteers with planes who, who will transport cross country and not even just maybe within the the borders of the North America. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so, you know, I launched Dubert um, seven years ago. And the reason I even created the software is I'm a rescue pilot myself. And that's kind of how I got right. into animal rescue. People say, hey, can you go pick up these animals? I'm like, wait, I get to go flying and play with animals? Like, sweet, <laughs> like, sign me up, right? Um, as pilots, we're always looking for an excuse to go flying, right? Anything to go flying. And so I didn't really even understand how transport worked. And so now that this is out there, as you said, we've got volunteer pilots, we've got drivers, um, people can volunteer as a foster home, photographer, virtual volunteer, all sorts of things. And then we've just continued to build on the software and build out the capabilities to, to help. So there are pilots, as you said, that are across the U.S. So um, Dubert works in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Uh, so we rolled it out to Australia just this past spring, primarily on the fostering side. That's really where they needed the most help. And we've now actually gone so far as into Dubert Air, which is kind of us helping to charter flights. So picture a bigger cargo plane where they can you know, carry you know, 50 to 100 plus animals. Um, so we're involved in, in supporting large organizations like the ASPCA and in coordinating their flights for these animals. So it's everything from onesie, twosie, you know, kitten rides that need to go from the shelter maybe to a spay neuter clinic to long distance rescue relay with volunteers across the country, both drivers and pilots. And then now on to Dubert Air where we're doing large volume transports. And hopefully someday we'll be able to actually coordinate international transports. That would just be something that'd be amazing for us to be able to do. Wow. Now, Viewfinders, many of you know, of course, Becky and I have a long history working with rescue organizations. Becky, in fact, just got back from being deployed with ASPCA. Once again, Becky, you are out there on the front lines doing amazing work. And, and one of the biggest challenges that rescue organizations have is, of course, transporting pets to where they need to go. So let's say you're in Florida at a shelter that is overrun, just, you know, you're overwhelmed and you need to, to try to find a home in New York. Well, back in the day, Becky, I mean, you and I would have to find 
that one person, that one special person who was willing to pack up their car with pets and drive all the way to New York and back. And what this is, is a relay system. And that's where I think the technology is so amazing, Chris, because you actually connect the dots, right? So somebody goes from Tampa to, you know, wherever to Georgia and then from Georgia to North Carolina, right? I mean, that's a lot of coordination. What's the typical sort of transit that you're, you do, you know, is it like within 300 miles or a thousand miles or what is like the average pet rescue on Dubert look like? Yeah, I would say the the definitely the longer distance, you know, average ones are like you said, a thousand plus miles. Wow. Um, generally, I mean, ten, fifteen, twenty volunteers. Sometimes we'll even have there's overnight legs, right? So wow. might start on a Saturday morning early, and then send you know Saturday night somebody's keeping the animal overnight, and then get them on the road the next morning. So that's what's amazing is that people really want to get involved with these and. What's really cool and what I try to do is to, as you said, bring technology for what it's good for and and save people time. So the way it kind of works is that every volunteer creates their own profile. They manage the days of the week they're available, the distance that they are willing to travel from their zip codes. So imagine drawing, you know, drawing like a 50-mile circle around your zip code. And the software uses that. So when a rescue or shelter needs a animal transported, the system automatically plots it on Google Maps and then uses those radius circles to determine does a volunteer qualify or not, right? And that's what we use to, to notify them. And then they can choose to sign up. They can see, you know, real time, it generates a page and all that. Um, so they can see who else has signed up, who they're meeting. They can designate the meeting location. Um, generally, you know, when we break it into legs, there's, there's an auto split feature that defaults, I believe, to 80 mile legs. And, you know, you figure somebody's driving an, an hour, you know, out to the pickup point, then they drive along the pickup point, and then they got to drive home. So it's a, it's a good portion of their day. But it's, it's incredible that these people really want to do this, and they really love doing this, and that we can string together 30 volunteers over the course of three days just for one transport that might be moving um, a handful of dogs. Right, uh, right. These are, they're volunteers' vehicles, and they're, you know, these are not large volume transport vehicles. So certainly with puppies or kittens, we can move a, a larger quantity, but there's been transports that are one or two bigger dogs that they'll put in a, you know, in a harness and seatbelt them in the back seat. Wow. So again, viewfinders, if this is appealing to you, I want you to go to dobert.com, D-O-O-B-E-R-T, and, and apply because, I mean, this is so cool. Let me ask you this, Chris. I mean, I, I, you hate to do it, but I mean, what's the business model here? Like, how does this thing sustain itself? Well, so I tell people I work a day job so I can afford my nights and weekends job. <laughs> <laughs> Sound um, like a vet. <laughs> yeah, right. It does. It, it, I do feel like that sometimes. I mean, you know, when I, I, to be honest, I'm still trying to work on the long-term sustainability. I mean, it's really taken off and it's great. And, you know, my goal is to not charge rescues and shelters, right? I, that's never been my goal. I want to find a way to make this self-sustaining so that more and more organizations can benefit from this, more people can get involved. So I'm still kind of working on that. I mean, we've added some advanced features and things that we'll charge for and uh, working on sponsorship models and, you know, marketing for other companies that want to reach our amazing Dubertiers, things like that. Um, but it's still a work in progress. I don't have it all figured out, which is why I'm still working the day job. And, and that's why we're talking to you, Chris, quite frankly, because this is such an impressive story. I mean, viewfinders, it is so rare in life to come across someone 
with such altruism in their heart. I mean, this is a person who has been in the, the, the field, you know, and he's seen the problems and he came up with a solution and Go, doggone it, Becky, he's not charging for it. I mean, what, what the heck? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess there's kind of two sides of this because w- what I see from, you know, um, the outside looking in is, and, I, and I've said this before, right? I highly believe that philanthropy is one of the things that we get to fill our cup with. And so, you know, when we started the veterinary industry giving tree, we had people thanking us for the opportunity right. to give to their colleagues. And so I think... More often than not, and and Chris, I'd love to hear from you, but my guess is people thank you for the opportunity to transport these dogs. Thank you for letting me spend my day, my money, my gas, my wear and tear, because when I walked away, I felt really good about what I did. Um, And when you're thinking you might have 30 people involved in the transport of one dog, that's just a crazy huge ripple effect, right? And that's a beautiful thing that you're, you're doing. And so I think sometimes when we look at how the cup is filled um, and, and the opportunity, what really needs to happen with organizations like these is, is you know, our, the industry, they need to, to see and hear and support um, opportunities like this because um, there can't be charging, you know, there can't be an expense because this, this is a huge ripple effect, not just in saving lives, but in saving, you know, people and doing good things for people. Yeah. No, it's, I really appreciate the way that you describe that because th- that's the way I feel like is I, you know, I love doing the software. I love building this. I love coming out with the features. And, you know, my goal is not to make money when you're doing the work. And as you yeah. said, we're trying to help people that want to get involved in helping animals. Oftentimes they don't, they don't know, like, how do, do I have to go volunteer at a shelter? How do I get involved? Yeah. And so this is a great way. They could do it once a month once a week. We have a lot more people certainly that do it during the summer when they're, you know, more flexible. Um, they, it's up to them how they volunteer and when they volunteer. We have some volunteers that do this literally every week. They fight over yeah. who gets to do the, the leg of the transport because it is such a rewarding experience to know that you are, you're giving and you're paying it forward, right? Yeah, because yeah, right. I tell people there's no Amazon Prime for animals, right? I mean, they're sentient beings. We, we're not just shipping them um, so these these people are caring individuals that are giving up their time and money and vehicles and all those other things. And that's why I feel I'm proud to support them. I mean, I really yeah. do feel that that's what gives me meaning as well as to know that we're helping them to to get involved. And I know a lot of veterinary industry members, veterinarians to be specific, who fly. I don't know why we have that combination, um, but I'm looking at you guys. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, if you need to go get some flight time in this year, I think this is a great opportunity. Although I do want to, you know, say if you guys think gas prices are high, you know, buy jet fuel. So <laughs> these guys right. are really and truly making a serious, um, you know, sa- sacrifice. So other than signing up say people are like, look, you know, I, I don't have, um, time necessarily to transport and money. What other kind of resources do you guys need crates? Do you guys need gloves? Like what are some of the, the, you know, tangible needs for these, these transports and, um, are there any? Yeah. I mean, that's a really great point. I mean, for sure, crates is definitely something because these are, they're really one-way journeys. And for years, I've been trying to figure out, you know, the reverse logistics, right? How do we get the crates back to the starting location? It's just, it's just really hard to be able to do. So yeah. crates are something that, um, you know, what we generally encourage our tiers to 
you know, source their own crates, right? Because otherwise it's always on the sending organization to provide the crates and that gets very costly. Yeah. And they have to, you know, they have to do a certificate of veterinary inspection for the animals. They have to, you know, make sure they're up to speed on their shots and things like that. There's already a lot of costs that they're putting in. But, you know, if people have, if there are extra crates that people have, um, and if, you know, even if they can't provide their time or they can't provide, you know, physical things, certainly they can donate to some of these organizations. They can donate to support um, the software, right? Every Every dime that we get goes back into supporting the software and keeping it running and, you know, all of those things. And then if there's other, there's other ways that people can get involved, if they want to be a foster home, if they, you know, even virtual volunteers, it's, it's kind of crazy, but you don't have to be in the location of the transport in order to be a, a transport coordinator, for example. Ah, they need yeah. somebody that can, yeah, that can communicate with the volunteers and, you know, just be the one that's overseeing the whole transport and helping to get photos and, you know, keep people updated. Because when you string together 30 people, the timing is not always going to be that perfect. And so being able to update people and the progress and, hey, this is changing or weather or construction, and there's always something that's going on. So um, transport coordinators are definitely something that we always need more of. Wow, Chris, I love this because they're, the opportunities are endless. I mean, this is, yeah. so if you don't have a car, you can still help. If you have a car, yeah. you can help. If you have a plane and a lot of money, apparently you can also help. But Chris, talk to us a little bit about some of the, the stories. Like, I mean, you know, is this primarily dog and cat? Are you seeing other species? Like, what are some of those gee whiz wow stories? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really did. It started, you know, primarily with, with dogs, right? That's kind of where the most number of organizations are signed up. It's really been exciting to me personally, and because Dubert was a cat, to know that in the last couple of years, we've really started to see an uptick in cat transports. I mean, I, I think anybody that's been involved in rescue probably was like, well, we're never going to see the day when we're transporting yeah. cats. Yeah, and, right. And we actually are. And yeah. over the years, it's been really cool because now we've got um, bird rescues and uh, rabbit rescues. There's even a rat rescue that's signed up on Dubert. Um, there's been some interest from some of the wildlife organizations. So yeah. love to be able to support them, um, even farm sanctuaries. And we're also proud to support the uh, assistance dogs training schools yeah, yeah. across the country as well. So you know, to me, it's, there's so many opportunities and, and I'm always open, you know, anybody that has got a brilliant idea for how we can put our Dubertiers um, to work <laughs> to help with these things, you know, I want to do that. I mean, I, if I can make the software work, one of the things we, we piloted and of course, you know, COVID kind of disrupted things, but we were working with the um, Humane Society in Denver, Denver Dumb Friends League. Sure. And yeah. we were piloting what we call clinic rides. And the idea with this was for some of the underserved communities, you know, the resource deserts we often talk about, being dispatching a volunteer to an, an underserved area, bringing the animal into the shelter to get the care that they need, vaccinations, surgeries, whatever, and then bring them back. Because oftentimes these people don't have the means, they don't have the transportation. So another great example of just an idea that you know, we piloted it, it was kind of working and then COVID hit, so it kind of disrupted things, but truly think of it as like an Uber, you know, somebody's coming to pick up your animal, an owned pet, and bringing them to the shelter for low cost, you know, veterinary services to to help in, in areas where there are resource deserts for people. So 
love the ideas that people come up with and I'm always open for how we can how we can support that. I'm I'm actually over here like in tears. I don't know. I mean, I, I it, that is such an amazing again, I guess just a ripple effect. That's all that keeps coming to mind because you're right. Like we never thought we'd see the day, but I, I mean, I know people um, in like the Seattle area who say their shelters have a 48 hour turnover. They are just, you know, they, they just don't stay. They're just touched down and, and adopt out. And then, you know, you see these completely over road right. shelters and it is a true solution to the problem, which is just to me like such. And now the fact that we take, consideration of all sentient beings and we're even rats and even wildlife and and they're all important um and and seen as important so i want to ask if you can remember the very first do-birder <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean one of the hard things when when you talk about you know software and what they call two-sided platforms right where you've got volunteers and organization i think the first year i mean i don't think i signed up 100 people right yeah, i mean because right. I didn't, there weren't any volunteers. And so I was trying to get organizations to get involved. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I was personally doing a lot of transports and um, flying around and trying to really engage people and get them excited about, uh, about it. So I don't, I can honestly say I, I was probably the first person that signed up on Duvert, right, doing my own platform. <laughs> um, but then some of the other people that I had worked with on these transports and, and got them engaged, then they started to share and you know, we we built some things into the software that, you know, when you're dealing with volunteers, people want to know that they're, you know, reputable people, right? So we built some things on there for reference checking, and that kind of helped to add more people to the software because, you know, when we ask for a reference on somebody, they go, well, what are, what are you asking for a reference for? And they would get involved. And, and that's what's been kind of nice is it's really grown organically. Um, I've I've spent literally no money on marketing because I don't have any more money to spend on marketing. <laughs> right. um, so it's um, it's exciting to see where we've grown and hopefully it'll continue to grow and and who knows what's next. Well, I personally hope we shut your website down with hits the day that this launches, to be perfectly honest with you. And I just kind of want to take a second. I know that this has been um, a passion project of yours, and I know that you've worked so hard here, but you've had a support system as well. So um, you mentioned your amazing wife, Daphne. Yeah. So I want to I want to thank her and let's tell us about her a little bit. And then who else has really been foundational? So we, we just make sure we get to bring to light or thank them because um, we know what you're doing is amazing, but I know there's been some other people behind it. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you saying that because I mean, people do look at me and they say, Chris, you're amazing. And, but I'm just one person. I mean, I'm, I'm supported by a team of people that, you know, are doing the actual development and, and support and, you know, helping with social media. And as you mentioned, my wife, Daphne has been very supportive. Um, very close friend of mine, Rachel is, you know, she's amazing. She's, She's the woman behind the scenes. She's the one that keeps things going as I'm working my my day job all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really amazing. We have a team of about 15 people now that um, are around the world, right? So developers in India support people in the Philippines, people in the U.S. And the people love they love what we do and they love our mission and they're really excited to be able to support this and they believe in where we're trying to go. And, and it's, that's what's really important to me is that we are, we're doing this for a reason, right? This is not, we're not going to be millionaires on this and we don't intend to. It's, it's really, it's our passion project. It's, as you said, it's what fills our cup. 
and I'm proud to be the, you know, the leader, I guess, of the band of people that's doing this. So, Chris, what is your day job, if you don't mind? Like, I'm just curious, like your background. Sure. Yeah. So my background is actually in IT uh, project management. So currently I work for a big um, fortune, I don't know, 67 company, really big company <laughs> called Johnson Controls. And I'm leading our uh, digital transformation. So it's a really big company, you know, global company does business in like 120 countries, something like that. So it's a really taxing job, but very IT focused, very project management focused. And so I've been able to apply a lot of the learnings and things like that. So again, nights and weekends when I can work on Dubert and build out the next features and the functions and the the pieces of the software that further enable what we're trying to do. We're coming out with a case management module here in another six weeks or so, which is going to be amazing to help, you know, everything from community cats to fences for FIDO type organizations to manage their cases. And we've built two-way text messaging into the platform. And we've, you know, there's so many more things that we want to do that really can help people get involved. And so I use the day job, like I say, to, to fund everything else. And also the experience really helps me to grow Dubert. Well, I hope you share this podcast with them because it sounds like they could, they could also get involved philanthropically uh, <laughs> as a Fortune sixty seven. Right? And I'll just gently, gently make that just note saying, for you. it's just, just an idea, you know, maybe <laughs> just a little drip idea. Well, Chris, uh, before we let you go today, again, I just want to thank you for all your efforts out there. But for a veterinary professional who says, wow, this is interesting, what are the basic requirements that you're looking for? And again, I'm I'm thinking now more of the rescue relay individual, not necessarily somebody who's helping with coordination of of transport. But like, what what do you need? A car, a truck, a SUV? What what do they need? Yeah, great question. I mean, so we tell people, I mean, vehicles of all kinds. So you know, if you've got a car, if you've got a truck, a van, a plane, right? Love the pilots, um, being one myself. And, you know, when you create your profile, it's easy. It's all automated, right? So you can create and change your profile. You can add your vehicles and you can add more than one. So if you've got an SUV on some days, but you've got a, you know, a two-door car on other days, for every transport, you'll actually see pictures of the animal, size, weight, all that. So you know the type of animal being transported. So if it's a couple of St. Bernard's and you're driving a, a Prius, <laughs> you might want to skip that one. Um, just saying. Um, but yeah, so really any type of vehicle, um, you know, can get involved. We've even had some requests from people in um, um, metropolitan areas like New York City to how do we make this so they could take a smaller animal on a subway or a bus or something like that. So there's always people just thinking, how can I get involved, even if it's on only a a particular type of transport. So any size vehicle, you know, car, truck, plane, bus, you know, you name it. I would, wouldn't recommend a bicycle, just saying. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> take you too long. But other than that, yeah, we'd love to have you. You know, it, it makes me think about folks like myself who travel a lot for a living, you know, the potential to look and see if there's a, a transport need in a place you're already headed. So, um, I mean, is that even a possibility? Like when folks are going on vacation or they know they have to take a trip or travel to yep. kind of be on a, a more uh, on call, more than like a, a routine basis? Yeah, so we have that built into the software. So you as a volunteer, uh, we call them my trips, right? So you can, um, just like the rescue can list where the animal's trying to go from and to, you can build your upcoming trips 
um, both ground or um, aviation, right? So if you're a pilot, and what we do is we make that available to the organization. So when they search, think of it like um, when you're booking a flight, you go to like an Expedia, right? So we've got, I call it my Expedia-like search function. So rescues and shelters can say, all right, we're trying to go from St. Louis to Chicago. The software will show them if there's already people going that way and allow, you know, allow them to reach out and connect. And if not, then they can schedule a new transport, which will automatically notify all the volunteers along the way. So definitely would love to have you list your upcoming road trips or like I said, if you're a pilot and you're, you know, taking a trip somewhere, vacations, RVers, like there's all sorts of ways that people can list their trips, manage it on their own. Um, and that'll make, we make it available to the rescues and shelters that are trying to move animals. I'm like, this is bro. I'm never going to travel without a dog now. I'm literally always going to travel with an animal. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to refuse to travel if there's no trips. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Well, Chris, before we wrap up today's podcast with you, again, we could go on and on and, yeah. and, and viewfinders, this is such an amazing story. Anything else you'd like to leave with the viewfinder family before we go? No, I, I really, I appreciate you having me on. And, and I guess I would just say, I tell people, even if it's just you know, once a month, once a quarter, once a year. I mean, there's always a need for people to get involved and we try and make it easy. So you get involved your way, you manage, you know, your profiles, but anything that people can do to get involved and help some of these rescue animals and, and organizations is greatly appreciated. Wow. Thank you, Chris Roy, CEO, founder of Dubert, dubert.com, a rescue relay service. Definitely check it out, dubert.com. Sign up, help any way you can. We'll have show notes uh, down below where you can click on a link. But golly, Moses, I got to tell you, Chris, you have just made my day. And I think thousands of listeners will feel the same way. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate what everybody does to help animals. So thank you. Well, Viewfinders, we are so happy to spend some time with you again this week. Uh, kind of an uplifting story, I think, given the current <laughs> state of the world. <laughs> so we are super happy to bring uh, Chris Roy from Dubert. And again, you know, what do you think about this? Is this something you're interested in? You know, honestly, if so, don't tell us. Go sign up because it's that important. But we'd like to hear, have you tried this? If you have, what are your experiences? You know, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be a Dubertier? I love that very much. So again, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, you know where to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. I want you to put your pictures of your transports up there. I want to see you guys saving animals, you know, and filling your own cups at the same time. You know, I'm always preaching self-care. And you can show Dr. Ernie what's going on in your life over on Twitter at Vet Viewfinder. <laughs> That's right. And again, we love sharing these kind of stories because uh, if you have a car, if you don't, if you have time, if you don't, there's a way to get involved and help save life. So thank you again, Chris Roy from Dubert. And thank you, Viewfinders, for nearly five years of loyal listening. Until next week. Bye. I'm going to go put a sign card on my motorcycle. <laughs> bye. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Chris, you're natural. Oh, that was great. You did great. And we have really good numbers. I do. I would love to.